Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from San Francisco. It's that time of year again, Intel Developer Forum 2015. And I'm delighted to have PK Gupta with me, Director of Cloud Platform Technology and Intel's Data Center Group. Welcome, PK. Thanks, Allison. Very glad to be here. Why don't we just get started by having you introduce what your organization's charter is inside of the Data Center Group and how that relates to our efforts around workload acceleration in the Data Center. So my group is focused on developing accelerators for Intel platforms. We look at different technologies. The technology we have been working on for the last few years is FPGAs, Field Programmable Gate Arrays. We integrate that with the Xeon processors and make it available to developers. Intel's made a lot of news recently with FPGAs. Why are FPGAs viable in data center workloads and why now in terms of the right time to introduce them? The data center has some unique challenges in the sense that they support a diverse variety of workloads targeting cloud service providers. They use for web infrastructure and machine learning and search algorithms. Then they are the comm service providers who might want to implement network function virtualization and enterprise and tech computing. So all these segments that are moving to the cloud have diverse workloads and with different requirements. And FPGAs, by the name definition itself, are field programmable. Mm -hmm. So they can be programmed on the field, on the fly, and that's what makes them suitable for targeting a variety of workloads for the data center. And why now? There's been a convergence of technologies as the FPGAs have continued to evolve in their capabilities and feature sets. We believe it's at a point where they can be integrated with the Xeon processor easily and we can bring that to market with the right feature sets. Can you talk about some of the earliest workloads that we focus on and what are the reasons that a workload would be suitable for FPGA versus something that would just be fine with standard Xeon? Standard Xeons are great. They're the most general purpose platforms for implementing all kinds of workloads. FPGAs work well if a function within a workload can be highly parallelized and deeply pipelined and implemented on the FPGA. So essentially you're taking a function and mapping it to the FPGA hardware. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the functions we are targeting for offloading on the FPGA in the Xeon Plus FPGA platform. At IDF this week, we're making some interesting announcements. Can you share what we're doing in terms of engaging with ISVs around optimization of applications for FPGAs and how we're working with the industry on that? We have made available a software development platform, and it consists of a standard two-socket Xeon server. One socket has a Xeon, and the second socket has an FPGA in it. We made that available at IDF this year. We also announced a hardware accelerator research program, mm -hmm. where we are making these platforms available to the academic community to sponsor research in programming and applications on this platform. We also have made this platform available to various end users and software developers, mm -hmm. with the goal being for them to develop applications, explore different use cases, and be ready with the applications when we introduce the product, then the FPG applications can be deployed. When you look at what those software development platforms can do and the Hardware Accelerator Researcher Program, it sounds like you're going after that in two ways. One is with current generation solutions and software to optimize for an FPGA configuration, and then also looking at the next generation of software innovation to actually get programming aligned with this type of model. 
What has the response been so far in the academic community? The response has been great. We got an overwhelming number of responses to our call for proposals. We actually had a hard time selecting a subset of them. Awardees have been announced. We have started shipping the platforms to them. Mm-hmm. And we have been engaged with some OEMs and end users and developers also for the last few months. The main benefit we see with this software development platform is any applications that users develop on it will be forward compatible as we introduce more integrated products and more products that will be shipping as part of our Xeon SKUs in the future. Can you tell me a little bit about the interplay between the Xeon and the FPGA and how you know which functions of that workload to deliver to the FPGA and how that's managed? One unique factor in our solution is we are integrating the FPGA very closely with the Xeon processors, but from a software perspective, it will appear as a co-processor to the Xeon. So all the software infrastructure, management infrastructure, power management, for example, RAS features that users are familiar with and use in Xeons when they deploy this in clouds, the FPGA will appear attached to the Xeon and the same feature set will be available to users also. So as these get developed We're also providing a software environment so that software developers can use the FPGA easily. One of the big challenges of using FPGAs is typically they are programmed in something called hardware definition language in HDL, and that requires special expertise, and not all end-user communities have that expertise. Mm -hmm. So we are enabling high-level programming tools like OpenCL that will make it easy to build applications for the FPGA. So a typical application, you would identify hotspots that you want to offload, you would somehow mark those hotspots and use an OpenCL compiler, for example, to then compile that section of the code target for the FPGA. Eventually, we'll provide a totally integrated development environment so regular software developers can use the FPGAs effectively. You mentioned a couple of the announcements we're making, but I think that you're demoing some cool things at IDF too. Can you share that? In the technology showcase, we have a very exciting demo. We are calling this Xeon plus FPGA in the cloud. The intent is to show how a Xeon plus FPGA platform, how we integrate that in the cloud infrastructure. So specifically, we are showing end-user applications running and interacting with the OpenStack orchestration layer, mm-hmm. requesting a resource, a server with an FPGA accelerator, and identifying the function they want to accelerate it. And then the OpenStack orchestration layer interacts with the runtime, makes sure that that particular platform with the FPGA is available, and it downloads and dynamically programs the FPGA, the right function, and it's made available to the user. So we are demonstrating two applications in our demo in the showcase. One is on genomic string matching, and the other one is for query processing using in-memory databases. In the demo, we show how when the users launch these applications, automatically the FPG gets programmed, and the acceleration function is available to the application. How do we see this fitting in with our broader workload acceleration strategy? And how would you characterize those against some of the other technologies of why someone would choose to optimize a workload for FPGA versus something like Xeon Phi? Or is graphics a target for FPGA? Or is that something that we're leaving up to Iris Pro, for example? Your question indicates there's a variety of solutions available, and Intel is providing many of them. We give users the flexibility to pick the right accelerator for the application. Hardware accelerators that are implemented in an ASIC version essentially on a chipset or a NIC card will, in general, deliver much higher performance because they are tailored to a specific function. For example, QuickAssist technology delivers compression and encryption algorithms at a very high performance efficiency. FPGAs are more programmable, they're more dynamic. So you would target applications for an FPGA that have evolving workloads where the standards are not yet fixed, are still changing. 
or the workloads themselves are evolving. One scenario is users would start using an FPGA when the algorithms are still changing and evolving. As the algorithms become more stable and are more widely deployed, then it will make sense to move it to a hardware implementation. So that accelerator might then show up on an ASIC in our chipset, in a NIC card, for example. And later, as those functions proliferate, then it could even show up as a new instruction on a Xeon. So a good example of that is the AES new instruction that is available on Xeon processors because AES is a very standard function, it's widely deployed, and so we pull that into a Xeon processor. So that shows the evolution of a function starting from a programmable accelerator to a fixed function to a new instruction. Well, PK, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. I know you're a busy guy and a popular one at IDF. Thanks for taking the time today to chat with us on ChipChat. Thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.